Okay, so T, we're live. What episode are we? Thirty-three. <laughs> yes. As long as there are no no follow-up questions whatsoever, then yes, we're episode thirty-three. Perfect. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's thirty-three. Yeah. That sounds about right to me. Uh, I don't know ever, but um, it's a it's a it's a lucky number. We should make a wish. Three-three. Blake eleven-eleven. You ever do that at night? No. No. Every time I see eleven-eleven on the clock, I'm always like eleven-eleven. Mm, yeah, I had real fast. Yeah, I've had girlfriends who said that actually too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I definitely got it from someone else. It yeah, for sure. Did not yeah. come from it's me. Like, yeah, you've had superstitions. Not that many superstitions come from ourselves, right? Well, it's I like don't. Yeah, <laughs> kind of the whole part and parcel of the whole thing is. I, I think so. Handed down over generations. Mm. What's your number one superstition? Do you have one? Uh, no. <laughs> I can't think of a single thing that I'm superstitious about. One superstition. Mm. Yeah. No, I got nothing, man. I, I do. Nothing. I do pretty much the standard variety of like you know, don't walk under ladders, like eleven, eleven, make a wish real quick, birthday, sure I'll make a wish and then blow out the candles and think that it's maybe gonna come true. Oh man, like just random shit like that. I've never done any of those. But things. like cracks in the sidewalk, that's way too specific. I mean, uh, that's OCD though. Uh, that's not superstition. <laughs> that's think? just like OCD. Step yeah, on a crack, if you can't step on a back. crack, like yeah, there's something wrong with your brain. Um, <laughs> if you're a grown up and you can't step on a crack, you know, like there's a. You're a neurodivergent. Uh, <laughs> I like that. That's nice. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's I don't around. do the salt one. Do the, the, the salt? The, oh, shoot. If, it you over spill your the, if you spill the salt? I think so. Yeah, then you... Chuck it over your left shoulder, I believe. Do you have to chuck the entire container? Or oh, just... you got to throw it off. And you have to hit somebody. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't hit someone, it's even worse. It bad has luck. to get in their eyeball. Um, <laughs> or else, yeah, way worse. Uh, uh, just the thought of something in someone's eyeball. <laughs> it's uh, deeply unpleasant. All I can think of is Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> do they do it in that movie? Yeah, he totally he throws the salt shaker and he hits a redneck guy in the the diner. You know, I think that's in my top five comedy movies of all time. I'm sure it's. I mean, it was amazing back in the day. I loved it, but uh, I haven't seen it in some time, and I'm sort of hesitant to rewatch it because I want to remember it fondly, and <laughs> I I don't know if I will uh, enjoy it as much watching it now as I did. You know, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, uh, I'd say hundred percent go in. Yeah, just, just go, yeah. I mean, to me, that's it's it's so timeless. Uh, so yeah, welcome back to Noob Talk Radio, uh, episode thirty-three, video game podcast, not the Jim Carrey, uh, Jim Carrey movie podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, that nothing but Jim Carrey. Wouldn't have that many episodes, I guess. Oh, he's I mean, been in all some. kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you could do a podcast about Jim Carrey and just his batty behavior over the years. He's hilarious. I saw Liar Liar recently. I think my girlfriend just slapped it on as like some like falling asleep stuff. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's a good. Uh, it's it's funny. Me myself <laughs> and Irene was priceless. Um, oh yeah. Oh, I don't remember that movie very well. It was very stupid, like very yeah. stupid. But it was well, dumb and dumber. Funny as hell. Yeah. Um, you have to be in the right mind for it though right i mean they're like a level of stupid that you probably shouldn't laugh at but whatever uh it was okay <laughs> back disagree. then it was okay back then to laugh at this stuff it's not okay now i feel like those movies that they really touch on like a something immutable about humanity that is absolutely delightful and beautiful and that like we maybe are not as good as we used to be at appreciating i think we just were a certain age at the time and uh easily influenced by it and that's something that you know these were big for us at the time you know maybe uh, and i don't think i think they have some nostalgic uh value but um i don't know how well they would hold up in terms of quality and uh <laughs> you know if they were actually timeless you know or if they're one just only one way to find out we'd have to watch dumb and dumber no you have to show it to someone that's never seen it yeah. it's not from our time and um and i'm 
kind of guessing they would think it's pretty dumb. Um, but it is dumb. Well, no, I'm thinking more <laughs> me, myself, and Irene, actually. Um, okay. But uh, whatever. Either way. Uh, yeah, well, um, you know, so do we need much more? I think really, do we, do we, is that a good enough intro? I think so. We a lot more of, of Jim Carrey talk, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of Jim Carrey talk. Yeah, He's Canadian, so, by the way. Let's just end I it on that. Like that. Yeah, he, good he old Canadian. Canadian. That's a... Nice little college, uh, nice little college. Make it also Canadian is uh, Idos Montreal, who is also the developer of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which I noticed when I was watching the PlayStation Showcase. Okay, how about that for a segue? Interesting, interesting. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, so we, we we wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, well, I say we. Is it mostly me or is oh, it you it's also? You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was using the royal we, but uh, yeah, we <laughs> wanted to talk about uh, the PlayStation Showcase that happened on I want to say September eighth. Mostly because I was not expecting there to be much, and I was sort of like, holy shit, that was, uh, that's how you do a showcase. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Did you watch it? Yep. It's just some good trailers, you know, basically. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much, that was the majority of the showcase, right? Was just some cool trailers, and, um, yeah, I mean, if you like trailers, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> I mean, it's currently the only method we have of uh, seeing what's new coming. Things, right? Yeah, so. totally, totally, totally. <laughs> That's but kind, I mean, there was trailers really, is kind of how we get eighty percent of our news. But there wasn't really talk about the games, right? Like, um, so no real description about what it is or what they're going for, what they're you know, really anything like that. It was just a bunch of trailers, right? That's pretty much true. Although one thing that I saw after the fact makes me wonder if maybe I missed out on something. I'm not sure, but. I had I added a little related thing here about uh, a Kotor dev interview. So, yeah, th- there was that. Um, yeah, yeah, and I I found out about the Kotor. The I should I should actually say <laughs> I assume that everyone knows what Kotor is, but I guess Knights of the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which is an old Xbox 360 game by Bioware, right? Don't know. Anyways, it's an Xbox 360 game, super famous. Pretty mm-hmm. much everybody knows it. Certainly, all Star Wars fans know it for sure. It's also one of the most. Um, Critically and fan well received Star Wars games ever made. Okay. Like it's one of the one of the greats kind of thing. Along with like you know stuff like Star Wars Tie Fighter, X Wing versus Tie Fighter, which was a huge one. Right. Um, I'm now blanking on the other ones. But uh, yeah. Je- Jedi Knight. The first Jedi Knight was a really well, well really well received fans and critics. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I I only saw that because I was just googling something about Kotor. Like like oh does it have a release date or oh is it coming to PS4? Because I think and it, yeah I think it turns out it's a, it's that's actually only a PS5 exclusive. I can't remember if it's a timed exclusive now or not, but it's currently at least uh, a PS5 exclusive. Okay. So not even on PS4, which is funny given that the original game came out on Xbox 360, but we, yeah, hey. we also don't really know how much of a remake it is at the moment. Right. Um, I, yeah. I was Googling that also to try and find out about that, and I, I came across, um, I think, an article on IGN, maybe, about... Um, some details about the game and I was like where'd they get this from and then I clicked the link and I was like oh there is and it was like a yeah one of the guys from as, 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 apparently Aspire although it reads to me Aspire like as, Asper Studios Aspire Studios talking about uh, their KOTOR remake and like talking with and it looked like it was 100% in the PlayStation Showcase mm. at the exact same time with the exact same backdrops and stuff and I was like oh was there like a whole thing with talking here that I that I yeah, I didn't missed. see it. I don't. I mean, because the the video that I think we both watched is about forty minutes. Yeah, forty two minutes, I believe. Yeah, the little intro by Jim Ryan. Uh, it was extremely brief. I was like, wow, that was like a very appropriately appropriately timed like forty second intro or something. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. that's what an intro Com- should be, right? Completely perfect. Were PlayStation 
fuck yeah games go mm. like yep pretty much <laughs> the only thing it's like when you know trailer when you're watching announcement trailers and they have like 20 seconds of like company logos at the beginning and you're just like come on yeah you just... know it's only 35 <laughs> seconds so it's like okay so we just missed out on half of this exactly and, uh... it's like just give us the straight to the thing yeah. nobody cares about your your splash at the beginning like anyways um, yeah, there was the Jim Ryan little intro, and then I think an- announcing the at the very end they had like a specific I think PlayStation first party okay. showing, and that portion was introed by Herman Holst I want to say who is the the something of something I can't remember who he is something of another something. big another big wig, and yeah it was basically just trailers <laughs> yeah yeah it was basically just trailers yeah yeah I mean you know. It, it made me wonder after if that that Kotor interview I was like, oh, were there more like those that I just didn't see? Yeah. But far as I know, it was just trailers. Maybe they just uploaded that after the fact. I don't know. But um, I was asking you what you thought. Yeah, pretty much just trailers. Uh, trailers. I mean, good trailers yeah. for some stuff they hadn't seen before. Yeah. And um, I mean, if you want to see, then yeah. that's the place to do it. Most of them were not cinematic. There was oh. some. There were some that were cinematic, but not the majority. Oh, yeah, they were long, right? Like yeah. Um, Good amount of gameplay in most, I thought. The first trailer with the, um, it was like actually the introduction of PlayStation. I kept trying to figure out when I was watching it, I was like, what game is this? And then at the end, it's just like, we're PlayStation. And I was like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and it like, the, the it, they made something completely for the, or maybe it's an ad that already exists and I just haven't seen it. I don't know. But like, it looked like completely for the presentation. And then at the end, finally, it's like all these fictional characters gather around uh, a Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. statue right and then it's like we're playstation i'm like oh okay all right that was a i thought that was actually a game but yeah Yeah. just an extremely long intro yeah was there anything in particular that sort of stuck uh struck your eye uh anything that you specifically were like oh yeah maybe that uh not at all not at all not at all how'd you feel about the just overall like level of production and stuff looked good hype for it the stuff looked good the games looked cool and stuff but again just nothing that i had any I don't know. It was good to look at. It was neat, but uh, again, there was nothing that really jumped out at me. That it's very AAA. Uh, yeah, absolutely. for the most part, absolutely. Right? Like yeah, yeah. Uh, with this very small exception of like that random Chia game that I think looks like garbage, uh, but a, co- a couple small. But nah, even that Chia game, I'm actually wondering now. I could look at the list, but is that the only not AAA game? I'm actually wondering. Yeah, I wrote a little list down. Chia. I honestly think, I guess you could say maybe Blood Hunt, but the, and that's like that's like Aliens Fireteam Studio right, kind right. of looks like to me. It's like that size of game, mm-hmm. maybe Double A. Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah. yeah, not really any uh, pretty just Triple A. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess Guardians of the Galaxy is like slightly lower budget than other stuff, but not by much. Yeah, it's still a pretty um, big name. So. Still pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I kind of, I guess I hear you. Like, I'm also, you know, yeah, I think you're. Are you even less into AAA games than I am? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a little bit, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm. I think I'm a bit more open to like every now and then, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I'm definitely. Maybe it's just my past a bit, or or growing up with video games. I don't know, but I'm not completely. I do get a little excited when I see AAA stuff. Yeah, a little. I used to, and then I got burned so hard on Anthem. Oh, yeah. In 76. Anthem's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, yeah. And those were two that I was so hyped on and so excited for. I, I believe I pre-ordered them both. Um, mm. And I I don't know which one was first, but I did decide, never again. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> on the second one, um, you picked a you picked a couple, man. You picked a couple doozies. <laughs> like for... they, they were pretty epic. Man. And, uh, I gotta say, I was just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna take a little break, getting yeah. a game when it comes out. Yeah, I'm did not you gonna do? I'm not gonna get excited for video games really yeah. anymore. Like I don't know. I, I was waiting on them for a while. That I built them up too much, so. Feel like there's a you know I feel like there's a way to approach that but maybe you know it's like but even as I say that I'm wondering is that just me believing that like my decisions are better than other people's you know which is entirely possible but like because I feel like I used to do that a little bit too mm-hmm. get, you know get pre-order games and like sometimes just be like without enough knowledge well, you did cyberpunk right oh totally but I had a I had a, a lot of I had as much knowledge as possible about cyberpunk before mm-hmm. it came out as was there. And also, I didn't care if it didn't work. Right. Well. right. I was completely un- unconcerned. Yeah. I was just like, I want to see what this is. I don't care if it's broken or if it sucks. I just want to. I just want to yeah. know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I was also really into the. I mean, like we saw later, we I got the pen and paper RPG. I like the. the yeah. The, 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 the just like the world. Yeah. The IP, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. aliens. I just. I just like the IP. Absolutely. Um. But um. Like these days, like when I pre-ordered Bloodborne, for example, I didn't have a doubt in my mind. No, but that's pretty, again, like, you got to go with the history, right? Exactly, yeah. I didn't think I I only pre-order stuff like that, I think. Yeah, I didn't think I had anything to worry about with uh, 76, because I didn't know anything about anything. Uh, But Bethesda doesn't have the greatest track record, right? They did before that, didn't they? I don't know. I, I seem to recall hearing that like Skyrim was just like a dumpster fire for ages and uh, all kinds of games. Personal experience release. doesn't say so. No, but again, but, I didn't yeah. play it when it was released, right? And, I played uh, it as soon as it was released on 360. Okay. Well, and... I don't know. I I could be, you know, pulling this out of nowhere. But no, uh, no. all in all, I really did think that like a AAA game meant that it was like polished and yeah. like safe to pre-order finished yeah finished product yeah. and uh and i learned through anthem and 76 not to do that yeah anymore. yeah um, no i mean as you're saying this i'm remembering um there was a big sort of to do about uh specifically elder scrolls on playstation being broke as fuck for like a long time okay. i think they fixed it but like it took like something like a year and a half well, you know, maybe two years after release, it took a while, mm-hmm. um, and like for some reason, that specific version had tons of problems that were not at all present in the PC and Xbox versions. Interesting. Yeah, like for a long time, it was it was really well known that like you don't want to play all the scrolls on, on PlayStation if you have any any choice, hmm. right? Like that doesn't happen very often, but yeah, that was one of those cases where it's like, yeah, this particular version does not work well. Interesting. So maybe you're right. Maybe yeah, maybe they did have a slightly shakier track record than. Uh... I still didn't know anything about it, and I I pre-ordered because I just had so much fun with uh, Fallout Four actually, which mm. wasn't so critically acclaimed, um, but I, I still enjoyed yeah. it, and uh, so I, I figured, hey, yeah, seventy six, an online version, I can play with friends, which is all I ever wanted. And uh, whatever, I didn't have as many problems as a lot of people had with it, but uh, it certainly was broken. Um, there's no question about that. Um, because I had forked out the $80, uh, I pushed through a lot of it, and I didn't, it didn't bother me that much. But, like, certain things certainly did, you know? Like mm. it, it, was, it was buggy as hell. And they fixed it, but, like, uh, it, it really did change my idea on pre-ordering games, you know? Yeah. Like, I just don't do it now. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I think for the most part, yeah, you're, you're probably right too. I mean, a lot of people are pretty staunch defenders of the whole concept of like you sh actually shouldn't pre-order games for the health of this sort of industry. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not good to give no. people their, your money before they've given you a thing, because right. it encourages a lot of really bad practices. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, that really I, wouldn't exist without. I kind of agree with that. Like, uh, I, think, I kind of agree too. Yeah. I, and I don't know if it always has been the case, but I think it's been evident in the past couple of years that that is an issue uh, of putting out unfinished games and yeah. uh, and again the amount that they make in the pre-orders like kind of allows them to do it um, man I wish I could remember the number but for the Cyberpunk 2077 pre-order they made I think it was in excess of 10 million before the game launched and mm. I was like wow yeah that is nuts yeah it's huge because it really does at that point in time it doesn't fucking matter if the game sucks mm -hmm. it just doesn't no like if they make that much money, then the really clear message is like, none of us actually care. <laughs> you know, like, we'll give it to you anyways. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of the overriding message. But, I, I mean, I feel a little, a little hypocritical saying that because at the same time, I pre-order games maybe all the time is a bit too strong, but, like, fairly often when I... If there are a certain category. Well, okay, All the From Software games. I was like, just going to say... Something like... Capcom. Um, Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil, for you know, sure. Like, There's certain things that I think that's a safe bet with, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and until they drop the ball, I think it's probably still a safe bet to do yeah. it. Um, yeah. But all these other companies have dropped the ball over and over again. And yeah. it's just kind of like, well... Even like Bungie, for example, like I've pre-ordered some Destiny expansions. Mm -hmm. And like they usually give you, I mean, listen, it's kind of like in a lot of cases also, it's like if the company throws me like a free cowboy hat or something with You're like a... In. With like a fancy pair of sunglasses or something, a little my little cosmetic, I'm like done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I would not pre-order this, except I really want that cowboy hat. Exactly, and sunglasses. And it's the only way to get it. <laughs> it is. They're genius. They're super, they're so smart when they do that. It's like it totally gets me a lot of the time. But even a company like Bungie, I feel like is like they have problems in their games, but. They've been, they're so consistent and solid as a company overall. And they're trustworthy, yeah. Yeah, like, even when there is minor problems, they fix them, like, lightning fast. Yeah, know? so like, that's good enough. It'll, it'll be, like, some major bug will happen, and, like, two weeks later, it's completely fixed. You know, like, or one week later. Like, as soon as possible, you know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. We were initially here to talk about PlayStation Showcase. Yeah. So, let's take it back to that. I guess... Uh, for myself, yeah, I suppose we were just we were we were, did a little tangent on just AAA in general there, mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean the AAA side of me uh, definitely appreciates a lot of the stuff that I saw at this showcase, and there's a lot of there's a lot of Josh specific stuff here too, surprisingly large amount of Josh. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't, I did not see it coming. Star Wars Kotor remake, fucking huge. Yep, fucking huge. Uh, can't wait. I love that game on Xbox 360. Huge fan. Although even, it's like, I like Star Wars, and I also play D&D. And this was a Star Wars RPG using the D&D rule set. Okay. So it was really a marriage of two things that I'm, like, super into. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was cool because it even, like, the action in the game, it looked, um, they still managed to make it cinematic. Okay. So, like, you know, you'd have, like, a lightsaber with, like, stats and, like, an attack roll and, like, a skill level in it and stuff. But when you'd tell your character to fight... He would just go and do impressive-looking Jedi shit, right? With okay. these numbers behind the scenes, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was neat, like, and the same thing with blasters. You know, like it made it all look sort of cinematic. Cool. Even though it was a pen and paper RPG under the hood, kind of hmm. it was really neat. Yeah, and the story was really cool. Lots of like stuff, like branching path stories and shit, like you super know? neat. Yeah, and like uh, all these different companions you could have on your team. There was like a droid who was like a 
sadistic uh, serial killer that was like hilarious you know like he would just like always wanted to kill everything and was like super mean and evil uh but very funny and uh so yeah star wars kotor remake i think looks amazing um i would totally play it again i wish that we actually had that's one of the few that was just cinematic that's right it's kind of like i don't have any concerns about the quality of the game it's more just like I would like to know if it's sort of like, is it a Demon Souls remake or is it a Resident Evil 2 remake? Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, um, like, am I, is it really a different game or is it just like... Yeah, new skin. I tried to, that's why I was uh, reading the, uh, sorry, I guess, yeah, no, reading the, no, watching, yeah, watching the developer interview with that guy from Aspire and uh, one of the PlayStation dudes. Uh, and he's making it sound like, I mean, again, there's nothing shown. He makes it sound like it's... A little bit more along the lines of RE2 remake and yeah. less like Demon Souls remake, but we won't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wish wish I had footage, but very happy that it's just announced officially. It was just rumored before, and uh, we know it's coming. That's another reason to get a PS5. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be a big reason for a lot of Star Wars fans to get a PS5. So that's well, very cool. There you go. Um, Project Eve. I think that's wait. That the weird Japanese one? I think so. Yeah, Project Eve is the weird Japanese one. Uh, that's not for me, but I thought it looked very Definitely good. Definitely not. For very me. good. Like it, it looks super awesome. It does. It looks it's good. It's not my got kind of a, game. A Devil May Cry feel to it, right? You're absolutely right. Yeah, like uh, very cool, but just again, so not for me. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, the Borderlands, Borderlands spinoff. Oh yeah, right, right. What'd you right. think? I thought it looked cool. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I don't want to play a Borderlands spinoff at the moment, but I was like, this looks beautiful and great and fun, and I think it. I think it, I would be very satisfied hmm. if I was, uh, you know, just looking for another Borderlands to play. Yeah, I guess. Kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's cute. The whole thing of like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is them inside the Borderlands game playing a D and D session, and that's why it's like fantasy and stuff. Okay, yeah. that's the, that's like the story behind it. Right, it's like, right, right. That's why it makes sense that you're fighting skeletons and using spells mm-hmm. in addition to your guns. Right. It, it, completely like way beyond me so like yeah no i wouldn't even like, yeah no. it's i think these days borderlands is not really my cup of tea anymore but mm. it does look very good yeah you know uh super polished uh tom clancy's extraction i was surprised i thought this footage it looked it made me more into it than the i i can't remember if it was um i think it was e3 when they showed it, right? When we last talked about uh, Extraction? I think so. Yeah. I was more enthusiastic than the E3. Yeah, well, it looked lame last time, right? Yeah. That was the one with the super generic, shitty-looking bad guys. Kind of, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it looked horrible to me. Like, uh... Is it just me, or did it look a little bit better this time? I feel like it did look better, but I still don't trust anything. Um, Neither do I, but it... it I guess I'm... A, this time, I was a little bit more, um... Maybe that is something I could check out with my brother or you. Okay. Maybe. You know, probably not. Probably not. It's kind of like, as long as there's other stuff to play, definitely not. Why, yeah. But if there is nothing else to play, could then be. maybe. Could be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like if there's an Aliens fire team around, for sure not. No. But there isn't always an Aliens fire team around. No. Um, yeah, Alan Wake. Uh, yeah. Huge. Very looked, excited. That looked like straight uh, 100% you. Right? I mean, not interested at all, but uh, it looks I'm neat. surprised, man. That game is like... Um, the influences are so you. Like it's 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 um, John Carpenter's in the Mouth of Madness, mm-hmm. right? The whole writer in the writer mm-hmm. goes to the village that he fictionally created. No, no, created. I remember the movie thoroughly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, do you know? Have you seen Twin Peaks? Not all of it. No. You, but you know about the uh, log lady, is it? No. No. So this is a weird old lady in Twin Peaks that walks around carrying a log all the time, as if it's like a 
baby maybe but unclear and like just saying really weird shit and she's sort of like the town's like prophesier or something right okay yeah yeah um anyways like this alan wake has a direct link or direct reference to twin peaks it takes tons of stuff from twin peaks also but there's a direct reference in the there's a lamp lady that is the exact same character just with a lamp (laughs) instead of a log and she just says weird stuff and like creeps you out all the time kind of thing um yeah it's 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 equal shares twin peaks in the mouth of madness and i mean i guess that's pretty much it like uh, mm. the gameplay itself is like has a lot to do with light and shadow there's totally like action there's normal action gameplay mm-hmm. um you need to like burn away the the, the darkness consuming yeah. things see i mean i'd love it's to neat, see man. i i really enjoy it as a movie but it's not something i want to play Funny you mentioned movie too. It's also one of the first, uh, or at least in my perspective, one of the first games to have to sort of treat it, take itself as seriously as like an HBO show almost. Okay. In the sense of, um, it does a lot of cool like intros between sequences. It does very television style fade outs and fade ins mm. where like an episode finishes and a new episode or a season finishes and a new season right. begins. They even have like previously on Alan Wake segments. Mm. They've got a lot of like TV show ish stuff. Right, right. And I, it, 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 for me, it fit really well in this, uh, in this game. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, Alan Wake is one of the reasons why I thought about keeping my Xbox 360 and not getting rid of it. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm very happy that it's finally, I will buy this, um, probably day one. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's like, do I want to play it right now? I played it so much, uh, when it came out in like, I don't know, it was Xbox 360. Can't remember. But, um, it comes out October 5th. I mean, it's maybe it's a game I should wait to get on a to get on a sale just because I don't know if I want. If you're not play gonna play it, it right away, you may as well. Because like every time that I've been like, oh, I just want to have it anyways. Yeah. I buy it. I don't play it, and then by the time I go to play it, it's like a quarter of the price. You know, and it's, I'm like, it's why gonna did be I? it's gonna be a tough call because, uh, like you said too, it's like you know you, you wouldn't mind sort of watching watching someone play it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually having a conversation with my girlfriend the other day. Um. I, this reminds me, I totally left something off my what I've been playing list that I need to talk about. But I had a conversation with her, and we were just discussing. I was telling her about Alan Wake because I was super excited. And she was saying the same thing. She's like, we haven't had a good one in a while where it's a game that you play and I watch you. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's, we've done, there's been a few, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, yeah it's sure. been a while, and that is a really good one for... It looks like it. Spectator sport. It looks know? like it. Yeah, anyways, uh, we'll see. But I love the game, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic that it's finally both being remastered and just going to be available for people yeah because it's been locked on 360 i mean i guess xbox is has a very backwards compatible ecosystem right but it's been a 360 game for forever right it's old it's old yeah no it's old so that's awesome i've been hoping for that ever since control became a really big uh, big hit right um gta 5 i mean i wrote down on the list dot 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 again question mark no gives a shit i mean it's gta 5 who gives a shit uh ghostwire tokyo yeah, that's that really weird looking, looks like a sort of a survive, like a horror game, but it's Japanese. It's look, it's both very Japanese and it looks like a horror game. There was a guy with like using weird powers with his hands and like funny looking monsters. Uh, Not sure if I'll be able to describe it well enough. Uh, yeah, I might need to check it again actually. I don't. I mean, it's I very know. Japanese, and it's kind of like, I, I, when I watched it, I was like, I'm not going to play a game like this, mm-hmm. but I got to admit... Uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, the monsters actually do look pretty neat. They kind of tentacly... I might be mixing it up. Is with that Project else. Eve? I don't know. I'm not, I can't remember uh, now. They're all blurring together That might have now. been... Project Eve and Ghostwire Tokyo, I get really confused in my head. Well, they're both Japanese, right? They're both Japanese. Yeah, so yeah. I think that the hearing them talk Japanese uh, really messed me up. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Actually, I left out Forspoken in the middle of this. Forspoken was, to me, super boring. It's like some 
story about a chick who like wakes up with powers. Oh yeah, 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 with like, the bracelets yeah, and talking to her. Yeah. The, the, yeah the, it was beautiful. Like it was very pretty. But... Looked neat, but I couldn't care less about the story or whatever. I have right? no idea what it is, and it doesn't interest me at all but it looks like it's really well done um and it looks like some of the powers can be really cool and um i don't know it it seems like there's serious it seems really nice but Mm -hmm. the story sounds dumb to me i don't i don't even know what the story is fucking dumb don't even know what it is but just unbelievably from that trailer i was like that's a shame (laughs) it is that's exactly that's Um, exactly yeah you know, I'm like this. This ha- looks like it could be a fantastic game, but they just kind of ruined it for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe the target audience is like young adults or something. Yeah. I, like maybe we're just not getting it. I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I I completely agree with you. It's like if the game hadn't immediately alienated me with its super dumb dialogue and story, then I probably would have been a lot more enthusiastic about what came after, which was gorgeous, like you said. Oh yeah, it was beautiful looking. Yeah. It was, um, but yeah, no, it just. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I guess, you know, I guess if you want something that's kind of like infamous, maybe like a different sort Very, of... It, it did have that vibe. Maybe not so much the... Infamous had like, it was its own thing, right? Going good or evil. I don't know yeah. if this has anything like that. It doesn't feel as open. Just the lady turned uh, sort of superhero made me mm-hmm. think of... Yeah, well, and the way she traverses, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it's very fluid, sort of like a vertical traversal a bit, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I hear you. But um, anyways, what else is there? Guardians of the Galaxy... Uh, Did we talk about that on the show, or was that just earlier? That was just earlier, I think. Everything in the actual game, I think, looks great. Uh, It's just the dialogue looks like maybe a bit too dumb. I really don't care about any AAA games that are based on big things, you know? (laughs) Like um, like the Marvel game, the Avengers game. What about Aliens? Not AAA? It's not AAA, yeah. Mm, And uh, I can 100% get behind that. But, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe if they made new Aliens and it was like way up there maybe I would be okay with it but I don't know it just um, what's the last thing you can think of that was a triple A maybe that did do that right is it does it even exist like some, you know something that was like a bit that was like a triple uh, a AAA based on a big franchise like you're saying that maybe handled it well or has it just maybe never happened for you I'm trying to think well I'm not sure I can think of one way yeah. back in the day I, I remember on PlayStation I think it was like just PlayStation the Jurassic Park game. No, I'm pretty sure it PlayStation. was PlayStation. Okay. And you started out as a compi. Um, you know, the little, like, chicken ones? Oh, you are in it, a Jurassic Park. So you are a dinosaur for the first <laughs> level. The second level, I think you're a different dinosaur. You, Interesting. So every level you, like, it was different, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you were a person for some stuff, and you were constantly trying to get away from a T-Rex that was, like, you know, so you oh. had to keep moving. Uh, there was one where you were a raptor. It was it was hella fun. That sounds um, kind of cool, yeah. But it was ancient, right? Yeah. Like, uh, and that's the only thing I can think of. But also, I was a kid. Um, mm. So, I don't know. Like, I, I hear you. One of the few examples I can think of is some of the Star Wars games. Yeah? Like Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order, is a, it's a big, you know, it's a big IP, and they did it well. They did, yeah. I never did Fallen Order. So. Although, although, does Fallen Order not count because it's not actually based on a particular movie or something? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I'd say it still counts, okay. uh, personally. Yeah, I, no, that was I mean, good. Yeah, I, I was impressed. I was like, damn, this is pretty much a Dark Souls game mm-hmm. and has excellent Star Wars flavor. And, and oh. a really interesting story, too. Oh, I'm absolutely... Oh, no. I was going to say Conan, but uh, totally not AAA. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Stuff to think of. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, AAA, they, they often don't do that kind of stuff. They just kind of miss the mark on some things, you know? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Transformers Devastation? I mean, that's a little... Yeah, it's maybe not AAA also. It's maybe AA. Uh, but it was pretty slick looking. Uh, Anyways, um, what were we talking about? So, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. I do think it looks pretty good. Mm. I just... Yeah, it, it seemed a little too dumb for me. And um, it bugs me that they didn't get the voice of the guy. I'm just like so many other games do it. Like it kind of made me understand the whole. You know, a lot of the fans of Marvel shit lately are kind of like, we want the voices and stuff. Like we don't want to accept when it doesn't have the voices. And at first, I kind of didn't really get Did it. Yeah. yeah, but after seeing this, I was like, you know what? I think I, I kind of see what they mean. Because I just, you know, after watching the is it Chris Pratt, the Chris Pratt movie mm-hmm. with uh, where he does Edge the, of Tomorrow. Or, no, I'm sorry, Tomorrow War. Uh, yeah, but I mean, in, Gar- in Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Guardians of the Galaxy, he was great, and mm-hmm. like they pretty much made the movie. And like after seeing that, and then not having the voice, and it seems like a little bit dumber than the movie too. Maybe I'm just like, eh. must cost a fortune though, right? I feel like that's the kind of stuff you have to do it for, though. Yeah, you no. just kind of have to, you know, like or just you maybe... made a fortune off of him, uh, off the movies and whatnot. Now it's time yeah. to you know continue like, tough shit. Yeah, Mar- I mean Marvel, like other games do it. Like, I mean, I, I don't just make it part of their contract. <laughs> That's, That's maybe not that bad an idea. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't want to sign it, but well, listen, I'm know. not a movie star. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. Uh, anyways, um, Blood Hunts, the mm-hmm. vampire game. Right. I thought it was interesting that they, they didn't put Vampire the Masquerade in the title. It makes me wonder if that was previously there or if they removed it. Because um, it is based on Vampire the Masquerade, I believe. Right. Uh, but yeah, just called Blood Hunt, you know, free-to-play battle royale. Stupid. That's not my genre, but if I was looking for a free-to-play battle royale... I'm like, it looks pretty good. Whatever, yeah. you know. I guess, yeah. I mean, if I was looking for one. Fair enough. Right? I'm, I'm not, but if I was, maybe. Um, the footage was cool. Deathloop uh, comes out September 14th. Right. This is like two days from now. Again, it looks just as good as it always has. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, like, I'm still not that into it, but I like what they're doing with multiplayer. Right. I like the ideas in multiplayer. I like all the ideas in the gameplay. I just don't really like the studio that much. Like, Arcane is... Um, I've really only liked Prey. Mm-hmm. Like I play, yeah. After play, this to me looks like Dishonored, and I just didn't. Dishonored missed the mark for me. Okay, yeah. I don't really know why, but it just didn't work. But, Fair enough. Uh, but it does look good. You know, the gameplay was cool. Um, Uncharted remaster. Who cares? Whatever. You know, uh, that's great for people who want it. Uh, Wolverine. Yeah. But that was. I mean, they didn't really show anything, but I was like, oh, cool, neat. Like, Nothing I mean, I'm sure if I was a Marvel fan, I'd probably be excited. Yeah. Like maybe. Yeah. It's big. Right? Like, is it going to be good? Who knows? But it's big. Uh, Gran Turismo, it's a Gran Turismo. Yeah, it looks like a Gran Turismo. Yep. <laughs> uh, it looks like a, a tech demo for PS5, like all Gran Turismo games look like, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 2 with Venom. Did kinda that do cool. anything for you? Uh, it was kind of cool looking. It got me going a bit, yeah. Kind of like, cool. I'm so not interested. Like, I wouldn't play it at all, but looked kind of cool. I wouldn't mind seeing someone play for half an hour or something. Uh, Venom and Carnage I've been the only that's the only really Spider-Man arc that I ever really got into mm. and it was a, it was a good one yeah Venom and Carnage are fun uh, they're fun villains mm-hmm. but uh, yeah I was intrigued I talked to my brother about it today and uh, he said he was, he was a little excited yeah, cool. uh, he's, he's a big Spider-Man fan he played the original or yeah. the you know the Spider-Man 1 Marvel Spider-Man okay whatever it's called the PS4 one yeah well, um, they did Miles right Miles Morales oh shit I forgot about that I totally forgot about that yeah mm-hmm. I feel like that game did anyone really care that much about that game? Oh, it did fairly well. It did pretty I good. Yeah, I, I think it did 
quite well. It's so uh, it's so out of my wheelhouse. But that was one of the PS5 ones too, right? Yeah. Um, that they did a PS5 version, just like Valhalla and a couple of other games. Wasn't it one of the ones that were, was it one of the ones where there was like initially supposed to be PS5 I and then they so. got PS4 also? I and think so. People were a little like, mm. yeah. I think I could be wrong. Anyways, I mean, Spider-Man stuff probably fun. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, it looks. I mean, who doesn't like Venom? Yeah, right. I think he's a lot of people's one of their favorite villains. For sure, he's um, fun. He's a great Spider-Man villain. Yeah, yeah. and uh, God of War Ragnarok, his last one, looked pretty that cool. Was pretty huge. That looked yeah. pretty cool. I mean, again, wasn't a big fan of the last God of War, but that's just like a me thing. And yeah, um, same here. And yeah, this does look cool again with the different weapons, right? He's yeah, got the double swords now, which were big in the the old games. And I was uh, really thinking about you when I was watching it because I was like, yeah, the old God of Wars. It made me think of the chains and shit. From, yeah, no, like, the original. Those are the weapons from the old ones. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So I'm guessing they are switching it up a bit now, not just the axe, and that's kind of cool. I it mean, is. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm curious. I'm not gonna buy it. But, nice uh, nod to the past of God of War. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I thought it looked gorgeous. Yeah. I was like, shit. It looked like, really this good. looks fucking... Yeah. I would, I would like to watch it as a movie as well, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, that is a series that I feel like personally is, for me, better appreciated as maybe a film. Also. Yeah, I'd like to see all the cutscenes put together as a movie, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think that would be very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like we were saying, I think we talked about this, I can't remember, like sometime last week maybe, but for whatever reason, we both just don't get God of War. Yeah, yeah. Like... And clearly, it's something that everybody else understands that we just don't. Like, because, yeah, I I really do think it's not a good game to me. Um, It's pretty and it's polished, but it's. it's, um, I didn't like the gameplay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, literally every single person, like every human I know who's played it, and every critic uh, seems to just completely not feel the same way. So well, yeah. I know people that didn't like it, but um, okay. they weren't... Uh, that's no surprise. You know, like they're haters, as I would say. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think I'm... Am I a hater? I don't think I'm a hater. No, no. no. <clears throat> you didn't want to even play it, though, right? Like uh, That's true, yeah. So you knew, you know, before you played it, you knew you didn't like it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, I, I mean, when that... I saw it, I was like, kind of like, eh, half Last of Us, half Uncharted, like, no, I think I'm okay. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. But, exactly. uh... You have to have something, there has to be something drawing you in. So, like, either being yeah. into the lore, being into the previous games, um, being curious about something, sure. But, like, yeah. if none of that stuff grabs you, eh. You You raise a really good point. Maybe if I had, if I did have something like that, I would have liked it. It's entirely maybe it's possible. just that, yeah. you know, like maybe that's maybe I was unfairly hard on the gameplay. Well, because, because you knew you weren't into it, and like you were just trying it out, but yeah. you already weren't didn't have the interest. You were forcing yourself into it, and well, that's not really a fair shake. Totally, totally. I mean, whatever. It's totally I mean, you know, and we'll get to Aliens Fire Team later, but like maybe that's maybe that's partly why I like Aliens Fire exactly, Team so much. Exactly, you know, like <laughs> and you can deal with the little whatever problems. Yeah. It's just who cares the lore. So I mean, that's. That's something that we like, you know? Like, Absolutely. Uh, uh, well, anyways, I guess that's it for PlayStation Showcase. Cool. You'll um, take a break. Unless you have anything, uh, anything no. more to say? No, nothing at all. Pretty good show. It was. Um, it was uh, a yeah. lot of quality trailers. E- easily recommendable to be, like, if you're interested in either new games or just PlayStation specifically, just sit down and watch it. It's not, it's actually fairly watchable. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that long and Completely it's compared just to, a fucking lot of trailers. Compared to E3, like, Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. very watchable. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, we'll take a little break. Sounds good. Welcome back. Took a little break. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was uh, thinking we could get into what we've been playing. Yeah. In a slightly unorthodox fashion again, I'm now I'm wondering if we should put the what we've been playing in the middle of the episode rather than at the end. Why not? What are your thoughts? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You're middle easily convinced. 
So what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I um, as we've just been discussing a lot, uh, we've, we've both been playing Aliens Fireteam. Uh, yes. got, got that down on the list for both of us. I think that's the only thing I've got for you. That's the only thing I've played, yeah. Accurate. Um, and I did, thankfully, remember while we were just outside that I actually have been playing something else. I logged about, um, yeah, I want to say, I think realistically, it's probably more like maybe six to eight hours of Return to Oberdeen. Um, it's a game that I've been meaning to play ever since it came out. I want to say it was about two years ago now, maybe? Okay. One, once two years ago. I heard about the game a lot when it came out, and I was like, couldn't believe how amazing the art like it was just like this art style is so unique and like different and like looks amazing picked it up on switch uh when it, yeah i think it wasn't on consoles for a while and then it was like came to switch and i was like sweet on switch day one um but i didn't play it because it's just sort of not i mean i wasn't really intrigued by the game but it's just it's like a I guess adventure game, puzzle detective mystery. I'm in a place for sure, right? Yeah, it's just it's a genre that I don't usually interact with at all. So I like I thought it looked amazing, but I was like, it's rare that I want to play a puzzle game. Yeah, right? fair enough, fair enough. So yeah, on on break from I guess playing Cyberpunk, um, I was I finally was just like, I'll just fucking try this, like whatever, and thought I would sit down for like half an hour just to sort of like finally. Take a look. Yeah, finally find out like what was it everyone was talking about because I really do like the critics were went pretty wild about it. Uh, it's a very small, small, small production game. I think it's the same guy who makes Papers Please, which is a game about immigration. It's super weird. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a really interesting, like a very also extremely unique. What was I saying? Uh, so yeah, was curious to see what all the fuss was about, and thought I would just sort of like play for half an hour, be like, okay, I at least understand what this game is now. Yeah, exactly. You know, just to have a better idea of what uh, what it was. And yeah, I mean, I surprised myself. I think when I sat down to play it that night, I played for like an hour and a half, two hours, and I was like, that was actually pretty cool. And then like over the next like couple of days, I logged another like several hours and yeah. got about maybe a third of the way through the game, and it's I I put it down. I'm not sure if I'm going to pick it up again, um, but it was awesome. Like, it was really fucking cool. It's this weird, like, if you can hear the knife sharpener in the back, we apologize. Hmm. Uh, it's this weird, like, there's a mystery that happened on this ship where it's like everyone disappeared and, like, you're the person being sent to investigate. And you have to, the entire story of the game, uh, you find out through examining these bodies. And then when you examine a body... You need, to, you need to find all the bodies on the ship, and when you examine a body, you see the exact sequence that happened when the person died. Uh, froze frame on... Uh, and the freeze frame action sequences are some of the most brilliant things I've ever seen in a game. Interesting. I don't want to give too many spoilers, but basically, I, what can I say? The, the plot of the game takes a pretty weird left turn that you would not have thought looking at the outside of the game pretty rapidly into the game. Okay. And suddenly there's like, you know, a lot of these death circumstances, like some of them are very clearly just caused by other members of the crew. Other ones, you're kind of like, what are these weird things that are causing the deaths of a lot of these? You know, it takes a pretty strange, like, cool. you know, out of the ordinary turn pretty rapidly. And some of the death sequences with involving that stuff is just, it's so cool. Oh, nice. It's like every scene, every death sequence you visit, you get a little audio soundbite of like, of the moments right before the death, including usually you hear either a gunshot at the end or you hear a knife going in. You hear something indicating, okay, that's the end for that person. Mm -hmm. And then you you get to look at this sequence and you can see everything and walk around the specific details and like like the first the first death is like someone getting shot in the face by the captain of the ship. Right. And you can see like the exit wound mm -hmm. and like and a lot of the time too, it's like when you hear it's a gunshot. Um, there could be multiple people in a scene with guns. You have to actually look which gun was facing the right way right, when right. 
you know, because it's like you're like any of these three people could have killed the person. Mm -hmm. um, it's very cool, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a I don't know, it's a it's a really brilliant game. Um, nice, brilliantly brilliantly made, very very impressive in terms of just like the way that you yeah you start at the end and you're working your way back through this through all everything that happened during this story. It's like it's literally the final moments of uh, the last crew member kind of thing. Okay, and you have to slowly figure out exactly. You get more and more hints about exactly what's going on, and it's like a really interesting reveal over time. And like Neat. the way all the shit like ties together, and like everything is per like any name that's ever dropped or anything that's ever shown is exactly explicitly chosen. To have me meaning. Okay. Right? Like, nothing is ever random. So you can also watch a person in multiple death sequences moving over time, too. And you can track that person back through time to be like, were they initially carrying this? Or, like, or how did they get from here to here? Right. Or who actually stabbed this guy? Was it this one? Or And you can go through back through the deaths and check, like, to see who initially had the knife that caused the wound that eventually led to the... Right. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking cool, man. Um really? Yeah, my girlfriend played the entire way through it. I uh, lo absolutely loved it. Uh, she's a, she loves that kind of game. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll play more, but listen, it's one of the most interesting games I've ever I've ever touched. Ah, it's so, cool. Uh, yeah, it was really, really neat. Um, very cool that I'm uh, happy that I finally tried that. But yeah, aside so from that, it's really just been Aliens Fire Team. Right. So, I mean, listen, I just talked a bunch. Why don't you tell us about uh, tell us about Alien, Aliens Fire Team? Don't have too much to say about it. Uh, pretty amazing game. I'm enjoying it thoroughly, but I don't really have... Don't want to say too much about it until we actually finish it, you know, and uh, yeah. whatnot. But uh, three-player, wave-based, basically. Is um, it wave-based? I guess it technically is. It doesn't feel wave-based, but you're you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe not. But um, there's uh, there's exploration. There's some, you know. But yeah. it's like then you have to hold off the zone, right? And yeah. So it's kind of I don't know. To me, that's I guess yeah. Sort yeah. of wave-based. They at uh, least have a lot of like you do sometimes get set upon between. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Right, like randomly. Oh, for sure, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, but I feel like it's just I, I don't know how else to describe it. I think you're probably right. Based, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, very cool. Uh, third person shoot 'em up really does really does the Aliens franchise good. I think I think it really does a good job of uh, getting the feeling of the second one and even. Prometheus, like uh, the whole stuff in that last uh, level was different, right? Mm -hmm. From the movies. Um, yeah, definitely more of a Prometheus vibe. But I think, uh, yeah, we should really go through it and uh, try out all the classes and stuff like yeah. that. And then and yeah. I think we'll have a lot to say about it. All totally. in all, for now, having a lot of fun with it. And uh, yeah, worth checking out. I mean, I guess, you know, last time we spoke, we had said that we were excited to play it. Like we had just picked it up and we hadn't tried it yet. Mm hmm. So yeah, we played a ton between uh, last time and, and now. Uh, well, a ton. You've played I mean, way more than me. I've played yeah. more than you, but really just grinding. Yeah. Like grinding the same levels we already did. Pretty much, So yeah. like not really experiencing the game that much, so much as that's, just like trying to level a couple characters. That's true, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we went through half the campaign. We just really liked it. Two-thirds, I believe. No, just half. Where we just finished the last mission of the second segment. I thought there was and only three four and then the fourth was horde mode. No, there's four and the fifth is horde mode. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Happy about that. Yeah. yeah. No, we're exactly, exactly 50% through. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and uh, same as you. It's like, since the moment I picked it up, I was like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> it feels fantastic. It plays fantastic. Uh, it's got some issues. There's been a couple of lags, a couple of uh, janky things, some... Glitchy aliens here and there, and you've, totally. you've experienced a few issues. But again, I don't think we've put in enough time to really give it too much of a of a critique. And yeah. um, and it's still new. Totally. I mean, it's it's already had what three updates? 
since it came yeah, out? Yeah, uh, three patches and one major update. I mean, that's, that's what, a week old, too? Yeah, one major update adding an entirely new class, too, which right. is huge. Yeah. For a game with it went from four classes to five, it's like a twenty-five percent. Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty massive. Class. I mean, yeah, and again, yeah. it's brand new, so totally, it's bound to have some bugs and whatnot. And, yeah, uh, it's still hella fun. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. So. Man, yeah, really surprised by how much I'm enjoying it. Like, mm-hmm. I th- I've thoroughly recommended it to my brother. It looks like he's probably gonna pick it up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, let's uh, give a full breakdown next time. Yeah, it looks like, especially because at the track we're on, like we'll. We'll get we'll yeah, by, we'll by next time. Uh, at least the once through the main campaign. I would think. And yeah, I guess just for the moment, I think it's amazing. I mean, I, I think it's a fantastic game. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I don't really have it. I mean, there are bad things about it, but I don't really have anything bad to say about the game. Yeah, no, not you know? yet. I don't think it's, uh, yeah. you know, if they're persistent problems that are, you know, that occur often, I think uh, that'll be worth mentioning. So far, I haven't noticed any. Uh, it's been a bit laggy here and there, yeah. but it's pretty standard for online games. Right? Totally, totally. I mean, yeah, I mean the bugs I have found, uh, there I have had totally had hard crashes or like something bad happened where I just have to restart the mission. Mm-hmm. But that's happened like twice, okay. maybe three times. And out of every mission I've played, I've probably played like thirty or so missions. Okay, yeah. So, so you're looking n- yeah, infrequent small. enough that it doesn't really bother me. And like I think I agree with you. The biggest problem is like sometimes it's just laggy. Yeah, 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 that's the but you know that's also not that weird. But also, yeah, like uh, you, last time it was the, the amount of explosions going off, the chaos, the mayhem, the amount yeah. of stuff on the screen, yeah, going on, kind of makes sense. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Uh, it does. I mean, my yeah. I'm having a hard time registering it. You know, like I can only imagine the, the PlayStation's having a hard time, you know, showing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, some of the most multiplayer fun I've had in a long time. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a very, uh, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. Well, I guess that's it for that. Um, and let's uh, move on to some news. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got number one, uh, which is uh, Twitch is suing two users for their part in hate raids. Mm-hmm. September 10th. Uh, so yeah, the Twitch nonsense continues. I also put underneath, since we didn't talk about this last time, uh, I just linked the, the, the previous tw- Twitch boycott had an am- impact on viewership data shows from, uh, a couple weeks ago. Right, September 2nd. Right? Yeah, September 2nd. Do you want to go for, I mean, the first is, I guess I can say the first is off a Wired article. Twitch sues, sues users over alleged hate raids against streamers. Uh, second one, the boycott having, having an impact on viewership. Most people have probably heard of this boycott. It got a little bit of press. Uh, this was off an IGN article, uh, of the same name. Yeah. What do you think? I, I mean, should we do we actually we need to say what this is or is it clear enough? I think pretty much in the title. I think a hate raid. I was curious about that. Yeah. But um, I believe it's harassment against marginalized streamers. Yeah. Known as hate raids. So I'm curious as to like what that actually looks like. One thing that I did see that it said was this site is owned by the KKK or something like that. Yeah, it's a, some. It's like a. It's like a stream bot posting messages over and over again in someone's stream. Yeah. Some... So completely dominating like the chat channel by just a bunch of like nonsense crap, mm-hmm. which could be in this particular case sometimes saying this channel is owned by the KKK. So like exactly. again, just um, yeah, weird internet shit. I think that's actually the only um, the example. only quote. Yeah, the only example from the entire Wired article. 
And I actually, in the IGN article previously about the boycotts having an impact on viewership, I don't think they even used one example. No, I didn't see any. No. Um, so again, no. I'm just curious as to uh, what uh, a hate raid actually looks like. And I mean, yeah, it's bad to uh, harass people. The internet isn't known as being a safe space. No. And if you're going to be profiting off of putting your face on line, then I think that kind of comes with it. Some some negative feedback. Yeah. Not being bombarded with racist whatever. But again, yeah. I haven't seen any actual examples of that. So I, I really don't know what they're talking about. It's a little hard to... Uh, yeah, you kind of have to just use your imagination unless you dig into... And, that, and that's sort of, again, what I don't really trust so much, is that it's depending on your imagination as to what is... Well, first, again, you know, marginalized people. Um, well, that's up for interpretation. Actually, I think marginalized streamers. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, what does that exactly mean? Well, that's what I mean. mean? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So again, I, not I mean, good. Not good to say racist things to people and homophobic things or misogynistic things or a anything of the sort. It's not good. But at the same time, it's um, uh, I, I don't know. It happens. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I from the Wired article. I mean, there's a little quote at the top here uh, because Twitch is suing the users, right? Right. So they're taking them to court. That's what I'm curious about too, like for two specific users. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm creatine overdose and someone I can't remember. And are they suing them because they got hate rated and there was all kinds of racist horrible shit that popped up on their feed maybe? No, while these they were are streaming? the raiders. Okay. Yeah, they're trying to sue the raiders. Right. <laughs> hate raiders. Yeah. Mhm. Mm but again, for what specifically is what I'm curious. Yeah, that's a really good uh, question. Uh, well, the, I mean, the headline at the top reads, Lawsuit accuses two anonymous users. Anonymous users. Are they anonymous? They've been... I mean, they've also been named... Names. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of weird, but... The two anonymous users of, quote-unquote, targeting black... Oh, I noticed that Wired does not capitalize black. That's interesting. There's been a lot of debate about that recently. Targeting black and LGBTQIA plus streamers with racist, homophobic, sexist, and other harassing content in violation of its terms of service. So I guess there you go. I assume they're, they're suing them over the violation of their terms of service. Okay. Which probably includes not stream bombing or something or some shit like that. I, I don't I don't know if they call it that in the... Uh... Yeah, well, I mean, that pretty much seems what it is, right? Like, yeah, um... yeah. I mean, I could check, but I don't think it's going to tell me much more. At the bottom of the... There's actually the Wired article does link to the... Um, you can see the court case. Like the... Uh, oh, I don't okay. know what you, what you call that. Like the document proposing... The, uh, the, the document proposing that... Yeah, tw tw declaring the uh, the lawsuit. Oh, okay, yeah, Twitch yeah. Between and District uh, Court. Overdose and, yeah. District of California. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't get into that because I'm, you know, I think it's a little over my head maybe. But, yeah, uh, me too, for sure. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, bad to be racist, bad to be uh, homophobic and sexist and probably shouldn't harass people online. Again, I don't... Uh, yeah, I, I, th I think being online kind of comes with some some harassment. Uh, or not even maybe being online, but like, yes, but also in particular being a Twitch streamer. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. A well, particularly out there form of being online. Well, right? it's, like, it's, a it's a certain audience. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been in any game chat on any video game ever. 
Um, but I mean, like, they're not really known for being homes for sound-minded individuals. Yeah, um, like, totally. I've played whole, enough Destiny to, to, I think, know that. It's yeah. a whole bunch of children saying a whole bunch of dumb shit. Yeah. And it seems like Including literally sometimes children saying dumb shit, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like both it, figuratively and literally. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, um, yeah. so, again, I just don't know how much, how serious to take anything, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. Video games have a toxic as hell group environment. You know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the chat groups in like Call of Duty. You're absolutely and stuff. right. I mean, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. I, I kind of agree with you. It's. A, I feel like it's a little funny in some ways to apply today's sort of like concepts of like what is and is not politically correct and what is and is not okay to say to people to the realm of the video game internet stuff because it's really been a little different from its inception. Like, yeah. it's been a pretty fucking hostile place from day one. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And I just sort of take that as, like, that's just the way it is. Yeah, and like, to a certain extent, it should be, like, you, there should be some limits to what people can do, right? Um, but, I mean, I, again, I don't know how much... I don't know how much should be cut off and censored, and how much yeah. should just be, again, not okay behavior, you know? Like, uh, this is, like, real-world stuff, right? Like, just yeah. don't be an asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also this is a world of assholes. Like in the video totally. game world, it's kind of again not racist, not homophobic, not so yeah. none of that stuff. But again, like it also makes me wonder. Specific, I mean, this is clearly because it's a very today issue, right? But it makes me wonder a little bit. I mean, like hate speech and like hate raids and stuff like that has been uh, like hugely in the the I guess what would you call it, public eye at the moment? Yeah. Well, they right? changed the definition of hate speech. Uh, I think last year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that muddies the waters quite a bit it does um, and it kind of makes me wonder you know it's like it's very popular to have anti-hate raid stuff like not saying that that's not something that should be treated not a good seriously thing, yeah. yeah but it's like um it's certainly also a little bit of a current issue mm-hmm. um and i kind of wonder when i read this article you know how much of this is how much of these uh so-called hate raids are like are they actually any different from the shit that went on like 10 years ago on the internet yeah or is it just the same shit and but people are getting call it... people are finding it yeah now that yeah. hate speech has changed yeah by definition this is now considered hate speech when in the in in the past it was just called being an asshole yeah that's what um, i'm wondering is how different is it than what happened that like is it exactly the same or is it or are there actually some tangible differences yeah where they really are sort of like minority uh groups of either i don't know uh, their sex or their or their ethnicity whatever yeah. like or, or are there actually minority groups that are in particular really being targeted here yeah. or is it the same sort of bs behavior that's been happening since the birth of the internet but just this is what we're calling it today. Yeah, you know? exactly. I don't know. Well, yeah. again, kind of wonder that from reading the. It's a little bit. They don't. Re- I mean, they don't talk about that. But yeah. Well, again, the definitions changed. So yeah. um, it used to need to be inciting violence towards a certain group. Yeah. Um, that's not the case anymore. Anybody yeah. can be offended by anything, and it's all subjective. Uh, not all, but uh, it can be. You know? Yeah. Um, so well, the definition of the didn't they make a, the changes to the laws where it's more sub, it's more on the uh, part of the person experiencing it now than yeah. it used to be. Yeah. Right? It's if they get offended by it, then yeah. it can be considered hate speech. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be formed as something causing harm or or calling for harm towards a certain group, which right. was the definition of it before. Yeah. yeah. So it just has muddied up the waters a bit. Totally. And, totally. Uh, well, I mean, I just don't know. But, yeah. Uh, I also was asking myself when I was reading this stuff, you know, like, I wonder how much of a real problem this is versus, like, you know, clearly, like, 
Twitch uh, streamers are going to be upset when people fuck with their channels, right? I'm yeah. sure I'm sure I would too if I was a Twitch streamer, right? Like even if I'm not being targeted as a particular being a particular group, mm-hmm. uh, if anyone's fucking with my Twitch channel, I'm yeah. not going to like that. No, right? like someone's putting a fucking bot in that's like inserting like again the same sentence like over and over again, like yeah. making it so that because I was wondering as I was reading the article, you know, how much of this is an actual problem versus just like we don't like this? And I was trying to put myself in the head of a Twitch streamer and wondering like I guess because at first I. I was having trouble seeing it as a problem but when i thought about it a bit i was sort of like i guess if i was a twitch streamer and my whole business model revolves around interacting with my clientele in a way that they enjoy yeah then if if yeah if someone is sort of like you know well they call it raid bombing i guess but if so, or hate bombing hate rating hate rating but you know if they're just filling up the whole yeah, chat if they're filling up the whole chat with anything gonna, yeah, right? no, but even, whether it's hate raid or not it's like well, it doesn't filling it up with anything yeah. it's probably actually is going to cause a huge problem for me because then i can't interact with my fans mm-hmm. and that's the thing that's driving my revenue yeah right yeah. so i guess it is a real problem i guess you know like i don't know that much about twitch streaming but i guess well again though like uh i mean the, depending if if the issue is with the issue could be for everybody it might not necessarily be because of what they're saying it's just the fact that they're interfering and they're focusing on the fact that it's targeted at minorities or whatever mm-hmm. as being the issue but it may be for everybody too yeah right yeah. Um, well it sounds a little bit like from the article that that twitch uh twitch yeah that twitch is on the side of um trying to do stuff i mean yes it's specific about this particular i guess thing happening right now but they do talk about in very broad strokes of like yeah we want to have this kind of protection for people we want to have this kind of uh stream level chat level like uh, account level ban blah 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 you know they use a lot mm-hmm. of terms that i don't really understand but like, yeah i don't actually understand twitch at all i don't really um, either yeah but I, I know people get banned yeah and if they get banned, I don't know if they can still post, right? Unless yeah, they're doing yeah. it under ghost accounts and whatnot. Yeah. So wouldn't that mean if someone is just spamming you with shit, you'd ban them? Yeah, well, the problem is they actually do talk about that in the Wired article. What's going on is that... Um, They've bought accounts and stuff, right? Yeah, these two users in particular, I mean, whether they're a single person or an organization, you know, whatever. I think they're from, like, the Netherlands and Austria, they think, maybe? Something like that. But they're trying to uh, target these two people or entities because, um, yeah, supposedly, like, each of them can create something like 3,000 bots to invade a channel in, like, seconds. So it sounds like actually pretty impressive what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like what uh, the, yeah, and, and I was wondering the same thing that you're wondering when I was reading this. I'm like, yeah, how do you prevent stuff like this? Is there an easy way? Is there not an easy way? But I mean, it sounds like Twitch is working on, it sounds like the real struggle here, maybe. I mean, there's of course this particular lawsuit. There's the fact that I guess some minority groups feel like they're being specifically targeted, I suppose. That's also a little unclear from these articles. Mm-hmm. I can't tell how much of it comes from them. But um, it definitely seems like there's a, an overall sort of like people who use Twitch are upset with how Twitch is uh, sort of doing stuff for their users. Mm. The people who actually make the content. Right. Like they're they don't seem very happy with how Twitch is 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 giving them tools to like deal with the shit that they have to deal with. Hmm. That seems to be the sort of to me the overarching sort of like that's what's that's what the real story is here is that yeah. people are not happy about what Twitch is doing for them as individuals or companies, yeah. right? Like not giving them the tools they need to properly combat these like insane bot producers. But I mean, like know? again, it's fairly new tech, right? Like it's it that's hasn't true. been around that yeah. long, and I mean, just think of pirating movies when you know, like everything, every bit of new or you know newish tech has its issues right and yeah. they, they need to iron them out 
Um, so, you know, if that's what's going on, then I'm sure they will iron yeah. it out. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, at the same time, though, I just feel like, uh, you know, having mean people say, having people say mean shit to you on the internet is, is really part of just being on the internet. But it's kind of how I feel, too. But yeah. at the same time, like you said about, Again, just if they're completely taking up your, yeah. I get it, you know, like it's, it's kind of a problem. Yeah, yeah could, yeah. totally could be. Same with like yeah. stream sniping, I believe was a thing. I don't even know. Can you? Oh yeah, it's when people troll streamers by getting into their games and then just fucking uh, with them while they're trying to stream. Interesting. And um, no, yeah, know. yeah, there's like entire videos dedicated to this, and huh. uh, it's ridiculous. And then these people have videos fucking with streamers. So they'll <laughs> they'll have channels that are based solely on messing with famous streamers. I got to be honest, that's awesome. It's pretty funny. That's fucking awesome. But it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like what the hell? And this has been going on for some time. The I know whole subculture is so fascinating. I know there was one for the Mr. Boss for the win on GTA Five. He had like a whole bunch of trolls on him. Um, so every time he try and do something in GTA. <laughs> He'd get ruined. <laughs> like, That's um, so funny. But this guy made like millions of dollars yeah. streaming GTA, right? For sure. Um, and he, I think he had like a, I think he had a degree in business or something too. So That's like, really funny. This man has money. Like he's no, he yeah. knows what he's doing. He's got chops. It might be part of his um, marketing. He right. may be smart enough <laughs> to have gotten some guy Dude. to do this to. Because the, the there's all these other the wired with the, the guy going to business school. <laughs> there's all these other channels that are just about messing with him. So his name is still popping up all over the place, right? Yeah. Like I think it could be an ingenious marketing tool on his part to to actually have some people just troll him yeah. and his reactions get more yeah. than <laughs> his actual streams, I think. Um, That's very interesting. There's a couple of other people too. There was a guy, um, uh, Wings of Redemption. Hmm. Um, holy crap. Uh, this guy is not all there for sure. He's not well. Um, and there was all kinds of internet stuff. Uh, but I think he was a streamer. I think he streamed Rainbow Six Siege okay. for the most part. And people would straight up just mess with him and like have entire videos of just him freaking out and having like these freakouts on his streams That's so excellent well being trolled and they get like team killed and shit like that yeah, you know and it's yeah, like yeah. i mean again this is their livelihood right or whatever yeah. and like basically people are just just being dicks for the sake of being dicks yeah and um again targeted yeah probably but uh <laughs> probably not because he's obese or because he's whatever you know it's, yeah. it's probably more just because they get a reaction that they it's like yeah. kids teasing anybody you yeah. know, like, uh, they get a reaction that they want to get again, um, so that makes you yeah. the target. They see you do it once, and they're yeah. like, I can do that again. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so that also totally. is kind of, I wonder about this, if people do it to specific streamers because they get such good reactions Yeah. Um, as well. So I Who just knows? don't know. Who but, knows? Uh, uh, well, anyways. Pretty funny. Yeah, uh, let's go on to number two, which is Oxenfree. It is hilarious. Oxenfree is getting updates five years after launch. Tied to Oxenfree 2. Uh, and this is off an article I got on IGN uh, where they did uh, what seemed like an actually very interesting interview with uh, both the, I believe, lead writer uh, of Night School Studio, whose name is uh, Adam Eskenazi Douglas. Uh, and they also interviewed, looks like, the uh, composer for the 
Now, the composer for this game looks like didn't quite just do the music, but also had a little bit to do with sound design uh, in general, because his role seems pretty pretty important for the game. Uh, and his name is Andy Rorman, uh, a.k.a. Uh, spelt weird, but scientific. Uh, S-C-N-T-F-C, I guess is his handle. Uh, and... I just want to talk about this because I saw the headline, I dug into it a little bit, and I think it's a really fascinating way of um, sort of previewing content for a new game. Hmm. Um, yeah, basically, I mean, they just, what they did is they went back into the old, Ox this is currently only on Steam, but I have no reason to believe that there's, these updates will probably be made on, because uh, it's also on all the consoles. Okay. I'm sure it's just it got to Steam before the consoles. Yeah, generally that's the case, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, they, so the company went back into the game and altered the game so that if you play it now, like if you were to re-download it or let it update or whatever, uh, they actually added in a bunch of weird radio transmissions you can find in the game that are dropping hints for the next game. That's cool. That's cool. It's really interesting. Yeah, they're dropping hints for what the main pre uh, antagonists or enemy, quote unquote, air quotes, or paranormal thing. I think Oxenfree, from what I understand, is some sort of like paranormal sort of teen thriller kind of. Okay. Is basically like a story-driven game where, yeah, you explore an environment. Uh, it's heavily to do with dialogue, I think. Like, there's a lot of talking between characters, and right. I think that can branch the story as well. Uh, apparently, sound plays a very important component to the game, and it's completely not for me. Uh, but I have, I think, my girlfriend played Oxenfree One. Uh, I saw her play probably you know 50% of it maybe, and uh, it does look like a really cool game. Hmm. Uh, it's just kind of not my genre, but yeah, uh, looks like a great uh, indie game if, if, that, if that's your cup of tea. And it's a cool idea too on how they're advertising, right? It's a great idea. Yeah, no, it just makes me think like you know, I mean, I didn't uh, do. I'll be honest, I didn't uh, with the PlayStation Showcase and everything. I didn't really have time to research this, but I made me wonder reading this article like, is this actually the first instance of marketing like this being done? Where they are inserting something very, very long after a game has been dormant that's spoiling a new thing. It's pretty, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty unique. Yeah. I, I'd have to think. I know, you know maybe was, it's not the first example. I know there was uh, an event or a couple of things where you had to do stuff in GTA 5 to unlock specific things in Red Dead Online. Okay, yeah, so you that's had to an, do an interesting tie-in event. Yeah. A special, I don't know what the hell, mission. You had to find something, and then you unlock this mask or whatever in yeah. Red Dead Online. But, I mean... That's, like, adjacent? Sort of, It's yeah. like, yeah, it's kind I mean, of a similar thing? It is previous-gen game, right? Yeah. I and mean, uh, it was a PS3 game. Uh, it, it is a PS4 game now, so whatever. It will be a PS5 but game. <laughs> it will be. Probably PS6 too. Probably, God. Um, but uh, but anyways, yeah. It uh, that was the only time I really saw that. Um, yeah, I feel like Rockstar, that's so. that's slightly different in the sense that that's um, a live game. Like yeah, a, like yeah, a, yeah, a live yeah. game, yeah. right? Um, and what I think is unique about this is that yeah, Oxen Free, it's old and it's also a single player game. It's okay. not. It's not like a live service game at all. Okay. It is a completely finished product that was released and played by and adored by many people. That is then suddenly they they go back and they're like, oh, here's a slightly new version of this game. No, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah, it strikes me as maybe the only instance this has happened. I would love to know of another instance if it has, right? Yeah. Um, but it just know. makes me think. When, you know, when I read about this article, I'm like, how cool would it be if, like, I don't. Know, I'm trying to think of an example in like shit that I like. Dark Souls. Yeah, like they went in and patched in a, a surprise new area in Dark Souls eight years after it came out. I'm sure you would go and play some Dark Souls. That's I would be like, holy shit, are you kidding me? And yeah. I would immediately go. And the way you know, it's it's so cool to do that because you can like 
Destiny has done some things that are a little bit close to this. Okay. Not exactly the same thing, but they've tried like stealth dropping hidden missions. Right. They do shit like that, where it's like they stealth drop hidden content. In some cases, entire levels, like huge levels or activities that then take people like a week to find or something. Okay. They don't tell anybody and they just let the game be broken open by its millions of fans. That's cool. Right? It's, it's super cool. But yeah, it would be like maybe like Dark Souls adding a new area without telling anyone. It's suddenly just part of an update. And the only people that notice it are ones who have it on their dashboards so it auto-updates. Yeah. And they'd be like, wait. Dark Souls update. What, what the, the fuck? Hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean that's really cool. Yeah, I don't know. No, it is. It is. I just think it's a really fascinating way to market something. I think it's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Moving on to number three, which is the Epic versus Apple. Uh, Court says Apple's thirty percent sales cut is unjustified. There's two articles on IGN that I referenced here. The second one is Epic v Apple. Judge rules Apple must allow developers to direct app users to outside payment options. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean we won't go into deep deep detail about this, but uh, I just thought it was cool because it's the first, I mean, to me, it's the first sort of tangible actual ruling that's taken place. Mm. I don't think they, I think it's pretty just much just been like, um, I don't know what you call that, like depositions and stuff? Or I like, have no idea. I'm not a court guy. <laughs> I just know it's it's been in some court. It's been <laughs> like, in court, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Millions of dollars on both ends here. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so I mean, it sounds like the actual news is that the court ruled that, so they didn't say... Because, you know, Epic was trying to say that um, Apple was uh, violating antitrust laws mm -hmm. uh, and being a monopoly in the space and that the courts should help them make Apple sort of uh, do some, make some concessions to lower the fa their monopolization of the, of the space. Mm -hmm. uh, and, of course, uh, since this is Epic, uh, that will directly benefit Epic, <laughs> right. of course, right. which is why they're doing this. They say that, uh, I mean, they say over and over again in all their statements that, like, it's for, it'll have broad implications for, you know, billions of developers. Yeah, right. Which whatever. is true. You know, but of course, they're obviously still just concerned about their Fortnite V-Bucks is really all they, you know, they just, they're just all in it for the V-Bucks. V-Bucks all the way, man. V-Bucks all the way. Uh, but, um, the judge did not rule that Apple was a monopoly. Um, they, I think part of the reason why they didn't want to do that is because they also, uh, they felt that what was actually being discussed here was a, a smaller section, a subsection of the market that they refer to as, I believe, um, something like digital phone uh, transactions. Like, they felt that it wasn't um, broad enough to be considered the entire market of, like, digital transactions. Right, You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they were not willing to say that Apple was being uh, a monopoly. They did say that Apple was engaging in some anti-competitive practices. They had a, a softer version of that. Um, and Epic uh, didn't sort of win on most of the things it was trying to to uh, get to pass. But what the courts did do is they did give them kind of a minor concession in terms of they wanted to um, get Apple to loosen a little bit of its a little bit of its iron grip over the way apps handle um, payment outside of the Apple ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And um, I tried to get into the nitty gritty of exactly what that is. I think I understand. I'm not positive, but it's what I was initially, I thought could be pretty exciting was I was like, oh, did they rule that within, for example, your Fortnite app, uh, because they have to provide methods to, to direct users to outside purchasing options. Right. It's a question of what that will actually mean in practice, right? Uh, and of course, this is still going through the courts. Uh, Epic has already stated that they're going to appeal. Uh, right. And they're going to try to keep going, right? Uh, so I guess we have to wait and see how they like where the final the final thing ends up shaking out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the moment, I, I got really excited because I was like, oh, does this mean that, for an example, now, say I make an app, I sell it. I sell it for $0 on the App Store. 
Uh, it's sold for zero dollars. I include a payment option inside to unlock the full content. It's just like a demo version, mm -hmm. right? So I, I put it to zero dollars and then I give like a four dollar in-app transaction for like unlock the entire game. No microtransactions outside of the just like pay to unlock the full game. And I was like, will this mean that now I can just make that payment option go directly to m to me? You know, like, like you, you can, you can elect to pay Josh rather than to pay Apple, mm -hmm. you know, because of the fact that they need to include links to, but unfortunately it sounds like at the moment it's only, it's going to be limited to like some sort of splash screen or secondary screen within the app that can like link you to a website outside okay. where you can go pay for it. It's a little unclear, but what, what we can say that it isn't, I think, pretty safely, is it, it's not, you can just click a button in the app and be like, pay Josh instead of Apple. Right, right, right. But it looks like that's what the court is trying to get at. Okay. Is that they're trying to say that Apple should maybe do that. Okay. So what I feel like is maybe we'll get there. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think this particular ruling is that immediately off the gate. Uh, Yang Ye has a pretty good breakdown of this, by the way, if, okay, you're, if you're curious. That, yeah. And the, both the IGN articles were actually pre pretty informative. Here's two interesting quotes. The court went further, pointing out the justification for a 30% rate could be determined if a third-party store put pressure on the company to innovate and provide features to developers it had previously neglected. Apple claims that it provides a lot of services for this 30%. And the right. court is being like, you know what? It's actually not really clear exactly how much services you provide. Right. For They're trying to say that, like... It looks like you're not actually doing that much. You're just taking 30%. Mm -hmm. Whereas Apple is saying, like, no, 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 no. We're providing all these things that is worth the value of the 30%. The court is saying that not enough options exist other than you mm -hmm. to be able to tell if what you're saying is true or not. Right. And without, with the lack of other competition for that similar 30% cut in exchange for infrastructure and like blah, 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 it's actually impossible to tell if that's justified or not. So they, right. they're getting at the point of, be, of trying to be like, you know what, Apple? It's actually maybe not. You know, it's maybe not cool that, uh, you know, you're charging this much money for a somewhat intangible level of uh, something in exchange. Right, right, right. We don't know how much. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a second quote that I thought was pretty interesting, too. Here it is. Yeah, this is a, a point actually brought up by IGN themselves. And here's a quote from the article. Basically, the judge is saying that the 30% rate Apple takes is impossible to determine the value of because there isn't enough competition to suggest otherwise. Furthermore, it doesn't seem like anything Apple does for developers has any relation to the money they take from in-app purchases. Yeah. Which is a really good point. What they're pointing out is that, you know, even if Apple claims that, like, okay, this 30% is in exchange for XYZ infrastructure stuff, well, once it's an in-app purchase that's usually only, like, a cosmetic item, then how is that part of the... Like, how should that be under... Like, is that really related to the infrastructure you're providing? Right. Or is that just, you know, that's something that the developer has really created themselves inside. And it's like, why should you continue to get revenue from that? Absolutely. When you're already taking a 30%. I think they raise a really interesting point. I think that's um, fair, yeah. And I think that what the court is trying to get towards here is that they're trying to force Apple to be sort of like, okay, it's reasonable that you take something, of course. We're not trying to say you shouldn't. But taking 30% of literally everything... In including any legacy transactions that occur later on that are just products from within your game that people are only buying because they like the game itself, not necessarily the, the store they bought it from. Mm -hmm. Is it really, does it really make all that much sense, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think there's some really interesting points here. Yeah, I yeah, think it's but, good. Uh, um, I think it's good that it's in court and we'll just see who lobbies more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think like Yang Ye pointed out in his video, I think it's, it's very cool to see these two giants, like, like he is. I'm also very happy to see these two giants just battle, battle the shit out of each other. Mm -hmm. They're 
both going to get bloody. They're both going to take hits. Epic already owes Apple like a shit ton of money because of a court ruling. Because when they inserted other payment options, the court has ruled that that was nasty, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to pay them back for all this, all the money you stole during right. that period, which is funny. It's also it's like peanuts to like Epic. Of course, it's, it seems like a lot of money to me, but it's like whatever. Yeah. But yeah, happy to watch them battle it out. Because probably something good for everybody will come out of this. Probably, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the meantime, you know, Fortnite can continue hosting MLK events. And, uh... Yeah, why not? <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> what a great app. Uh, app? Game? Can't believe I just called it an app. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, I mean, when you, when it, you can put it on a cell phone. I think it's basically an app. I right? guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, you platform. Can, you can put games <laughs> on it phones a platform too, now? But like, yeah. It's on everything, Fortnite. Yeah. 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 I guess that's it for Epic versus Apple. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see more. <laughs> but that takes us to number four, which is MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries and Heroes of the Inner Sphere expansion announced for PS4, PS5. Um, yep. I have very little interest in MechWarrior. Um, yeah, fair enough. Stuff I am. You, kn- not... you know what the French... You're more of an Armored Core guy. I played Armored Core back on PlayStation 1. Yeah. Um, that's the good version. I mean, that's that's about the extent of my mech, uh, mech warrior days. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, no, actually, I guess I did play a fair bit of it, but um, it's a good game, man. It was very good. I still can't believe From Software has not gone back to that. I mean, they're huge. Why oh, don't that they was just... From Software? Yeah, I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they made a bunch of they made a ton of Armored Core games in like the two thousands, early twenty ten, and then they just went completely dead. It's curious. I haven't made one in like, like I don't know, five, six years maybe? Hmm. It's been a while. But they were like almost like a annualized or multi-annualized franchise. Like, yeah, almost an annualized franchise for a while. Hmm. Where it was like, there'd be like three games per console generation. Wow. You know what I mean? Like they're doing them pretty regular on That's the rig for a while. Yeah. Totally drop dead. But um I'd be curious to see more of it. But uh, again, MechWarrior I'm unfamiliar with. And uh, I mean, again, the whole... It's cool, but it's it's really not for me. Mm. Um, That's totally fair. I mean, Mech Warriors is it is. I'll be honest, it's a super niche game. Mm-hmm. Like it is simulation Mech Warrior combat. Yeah, which right? is cool. I mean, uh, <laughs> it is cool. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do you recall the film back in the eighties? I believe it was called Crash and Burn. No, it was Mech Warriors, dude. It oh was, yeah, it was straight up Mech Warriors. I remember seeing it at a buddy's house. It was like I don't know. How old? Very young. And uh, I remember loving it. I'm pretty sure it was called <laughs> Crash and Burn. There's a Battletech... MechWarrior is based on Battletech. There's a Battletech cartoon. No, no, this was live action. And no, it might not have been Crash and... <laughs> I gotta, I'm sorry, I gotta check this right yeah, now. Take your time. Because it was total MechWarrior. 1990 movie. Must be it. Absolutely. Oh no, it wasn't called... It was called Crash and Burn, but I think its more famous name was Robot Jocks. Robot Jocks. That kind of Come on, you got it. But what, does it have two names? I guess. I don't know. Are they both official names? I punched in Crash and Burn, and this came up. 1990 sci-fi indie film. And then I see another jacket for it, which says Robot Jocks. Crash and Burn. (laughs) Yeah, it was super cheese. Um, Old-timey. Yeah, I'm looking. Not a single recognizable actor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Mech Warrior. That's all I think of is sure. is Robot Jocks. And uh, yeah, it was bad, man. But twenty two percent Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Oh, nice. Rebels in the year twenty thirty race against time to disarm a robot that has been programmed to kill humans. I think that says it all. Twenty thirty, yo. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> it's coming up. Uh, well, listen, Mech Warrior. 
Um, yeah, it's a little niche. Uh, I loved it when I was growing up. I played MechWarrior, I think, MechWarrior 2, MechWarrior Mercenaries, and there was a tactical MechWarrior game called MechWarrior Commander or some shit. I can't okay. remember. But I played all these MechWarrior games in, like, the 90s. They were cool, like, simulation robot stuff. It's, like, halfway between Microsoft Flight Simulator and halfway between, like, Armored Core, kind right. of. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, they're neat games. And in particular, the, it, the the franchise is actually not MechWarrior. The franchise is Battletech. Battletech is the original board game. These are all based... It's a tactical board game okay. uh, that all these things are based on. And I have a lot of love for... I've played the tactical board game. Not a lot, but, like, I've played it with, my, with a good buddy of mine. Uh, it's great. It's mm-hmm. one of those games where it's like, you know, you drill down into like when you shoot a laser, like what specific part of the arm and like armor does it touch? Does it melt through and hit the internals? If it hits the internals, does the coolant start leaking? You know, that kind mm-hmm. of shit. Don't know. Um, but I've lo- I used to love the, the PC games when I was uh, a kid. And uh, I just think this is cool because I love the franchise and MechWarrior is a game that has not had a lot of love on consoles in recent times. Like, I think the last MechWarrior game... I mean, this was on Xbox. This is just the PS4, PS5 announcement, right? Mm. The big part of the news is just that it's coming to PS4, PS5. Uh, yeah, it, it had just come to Xbox. I think we covered that, like, a few weeks ago. Or yeah, like, A month I, ago. I can't remember. It about, yeah. um, but this is the first big MechWarrior to come to consoles since, like, I want to say... You know, there was, like, a random-ass, like, sort of almost tech demo for Xbox Live that was an actual licensed MechWarrior game on Xbox the original, I think. And it was kind of a demo for Xbox. It was the first game for Xbox Live. And you could get in and out of mechs and, like, fight each other or some shit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's Xbox original, right? Like, that's... Yeah, it's old. That's old. Very um, old. That's the last console game w- with this license that I can remember. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, and there's also, historically, there's never been that... There used to be a PC-only franchise. Okay. Like, there was very few games that actually made it to consoles. So this is just, for me, it's exciting because it's it's the first big MechWarrior game in a very long time right. in consoles. So if... And it's it's kind of like it's the only thing filling that niche. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you want a robot giant combat sim game, Mercenaries. It's also it's MechWarrior Five Mercenaries. The Mercenaries spinoff has always been cool too because Mercenaries is always about you're part of a merc company and you have to both buy and sell your own. Okay. You, so you have to get the mechs too, and then find or salvage the tech to like equip them with shit. Hmm. And like if you want the fancy clan mechs from like the other side of the galaxy, you have to kill clan warriors to get them hmm. and salvage the tech yourself. It's got a lot of neat, like, uh, very cool mini game shit in it. Super cool mini game, yeah. But, um, that's coming. I'm probably gonna check it out. For sure. I mean, I'm pretty into aliens at the moment, but by the time that comes, you're gonna get it. It's coming soon. Um, man, when is it coming? Here, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna read the blurb real quick. MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries and Heroes of the Inner Sphere expansion arrive on PS4 and PS5 September 23rd, 2021. Very soon. MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries finds players in the battlefields of the future, dominated by battle mechs, hulking machines of war capable of leveling entire cities. As the interior of a once-glorious mercenary company, the quest for glory and revenge will stretch light years, chasing the threads of interstellar intrigue on the journey to become an elite mech warrior and mercenary commander. In the Heroes of the Innersphere expansion, follow your chosen career path from war dog to treasure hunter in the new career mode. Explore the war zone, quests, and missions that span the full scope of the Innersphere. I don't know. I mean, I think it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's actually also, I checked it out too, it's fully co-op. You can do all the campaign missions co-op. That's cool. Isn't it? That is. Yeah. yeah. Well, neat. Keep Anyways. an eye out. Uh, so moving on to number five. This is off the article on IGN. New Twist Metal rumored to be in development alongside TV show. Um, sounds like from the article, Sony is reportedly planning to... I mean, it's been in the works for a while that they're working on a Twist Metal 
TV show mm. that's been that's super well known at this point in time. I, think, I didn't right? know it, but yeah. Um, and then the rumor here is on, in a recent video on Giant Bomb, James Beats Jeff Grubb said he's heard that a Twisted Metal revival is in the works, but maybe still a ways off. Then VGC also reports they've also heard a new Twisted Metal game is on the way. So just rumors sound very believable. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think I mean, it's plausible? They, I think they'd be dumb not to if they're doing a show. I think they could, you know, capitalize on it. And uh, it's kind of free. It's like free press, right? Sort of. Sort of. You know, well, or I mean, free, uh, the show might drum up some uh, some new customers. You know, where totally. like you know, this is a cool show. I want to play this. You know, whereas yeah. like yeah. the people that play Twisted Metal all have children now, and. Um, you know, like, that's an old franchise, right? It's an old um, franchise, yeah. And yeah. it was fun. This is the first one PS1, I think? Yeah, I do believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I enjoyed them back in the day, for sure. But uh, the last one I played years ago, I think it was on PS3, maybe. Um, I did not enjoy. That um, after Black? It might have been Black, actually. I don't know. Oh, yeah? I, I don't know. Twisted Metal Black, I loved. Okay. I thought it was amazing. But that's a PS2. Two games? Okay, no, that's right. It would be after. It would be well after. Because they, they totally changed Wait. the environment and the graphics and everything. Twisted Metal 2, was that on PS1? I honestly have no Jesus, idea. Jesus, man, I can't remember. Google! <laughs> yep, Twisted Metal Black's PS2, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's PS2. And then, I, yeah, I think they did something after, and it was not good. Yeah, they yeah. did a bunch of stuff. The Twisted Metal 3, I think, was okay, actually. I don't know what I played, but I don't think I two played... 2 and Black, like... to me, are the good ones. Yeah, yeah I probably played, like... Twisted Metal, maybe Twisted Metal 2 or 3. I doubt I ever played 4. Uh, I don't know. It was a long time ago. And uh, yeah. I loved it. It was hella fun. But um, <laughs> that's a long time ago. Jesus. Yeah, Black was 20 years ago. Let's say they could theoretically make... There's been a bunch of trash ones since. Uh, and kind of nothing for a while now, I think. Like, I don't think so. More or less given up on that franchise. I think right? 2012 they did a reboot on 3. There you go. PS3. Uh, I think I remember hearing that that was pretty so-so, too. Yeah, I wouldn't think that was very good. Either. Yeah. I yeah. think I probably tried it out and was like, this is trash. Um, As a fan of the franchise from, like, way back, I'm pretty sure I would have checked when that came out. Mm -hmm. Like, if and if it was any good at all sounding, I would have probably played it. But, yeah, so it's... So the last... To me, the last good one, Black, is 20 years ago. That game was fucking awesome, but it was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I loved playing that with my friends. We, we played countless hours of Fist Metal Black. Mm -hmm. But, um... If it could be as good as Black, I would probably get back in. I would probably try it. I don't. I think. Uh, I. I don't know. I don't think I could do it anymore. It's. I don't think it's just type of game I would play anymore. You know, like yeah. Um, Online. It, yeah. Car co-op with buddies. I mean, maybe, but probably. I can't handle racing or driving games. Period. Um, this is totally <laughs> different for sure. Yeah. But. Still, it was fun 20 years ago, or however long. I don't know if I could do it now, honestly. Mm. I, I really don't. I, I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I love the franchise. Yeah. Like, if it was good like Black, which was 20 years ago, but if they could do one right, which I don't think they've done in a very long time. Probably not, huh? Yeah, if they can demonstrate the ability to get it right again, and they can get the right people behind it, I'd be interested. Yeah. 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 I'm not like you. I'm not sure if I would today. But I would be interested. Mm -hmm. yeah, Definitely not yeah. a pre-order, but from a co from a co-op angle. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. Twisted sure. Metal was always a co-op angle for me, right? Yeah, it was, it was like, a couch co-op only. Yeah, it was me much. and my friends playing two at a time in two-player, mm -hmm. us against the computers. Yep. Man, I love. I fucking loved. I mean, just a quick anecdote, but I fucking loved in that game. 
And this was like relatively unusual at the time. How you would the way you unlocked all the bonus characters was by doing special shit in the stages. I don't remember. They they were all secrets. Hmm. Like you didn't just unlock them by beating the game. You had to find their secret in. Like you also had to do some weird thing in the stage, hmm. and the game would never tell you. You had to figure it out yourself. Interesting. It Interesting. was really neat. Yeah, it was really neat. Now you had to get Nintendo Power, and then uh, <laughs> that would tell you PlayStation Power. <laughs> you got to call the hotline and uh, you know. Call call one of those game. Uh, what do they call them? Game cancelers. Uh, yeah, yeah, call one of the You're game saying cancelers. That you, yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Nine ninety nine uh, anyways, a minute. <laughs> anyways, we'll see. Yeah. Who? Eh. Maybe it'll be cool. Something to keep an eye out. Probably a better chance of being cool than the TV show, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know. either of them have that great big a chance to be. Cool. I, I personally, I don't even know how you would make a TV show out of it. Like, it's fucking weird. It, it's just kind of mayhem and craziness, and uh, it strikes me as an eminently bad idea to do that. Yeah, but hey, who knows? Whatever. You know, like a uh, Last of Us TV show makes way more sense than a Twisted Metal TV show does. You oh, know I, mean? I got to talk about. Yeah. Oh my God, I've got some serious hope for that now. Yeah. Uh, holy shit. Um, nothing to do with, uh, actual production value or anything, but there was a film that I watched recently and they basically had the clickers in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the mushroom head fucking. Yeah. And it was so well done. Huh. Um, and What's I'm like, the, can you plug the thing? The movie was actually called Gaia. It's a South African movie, I believe. I'm not really, actually, I don't know if it's South African. I know. It's English, but a large portion of it is in Afrikaans, or Afrikaans, I don't know, yeah. but, um, so there's subtitles, um, sure. and it, uh, it takes place in a primordial forest, I'm guessing somewhere, perhaps, South Africa-ish. Huh. Weird movie. I wasn't interested in it at all, and then the description, it said it was eco-horror, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that before. <laughs> um... And we rented it, and um, very weird, very not an action movie at all. Uh, very weird, sort of artsy, kind of slow. But overall, I was, like, thoroughly impressed by it. Wow. And uh, just for the, again, the clickers. Um, but is this linked to Last of Us? Not at all. It's, it's just mm. the way they did this thing okay. was perfect clicker. You're wondering if... They're going to take influence from... If they can do... Because I, I, my main thing with Last of Us is I don't know how they're going to do the clickers, how yeah. well they're going to do it. And I just hadn't pictured it being done perfectly. And this movie, if they did uh... anything like this, it would be flawless. Like Interesting. I, I was super on board with it. Yeah. And, uh, but again, very slow, not an action movie, kind of artsy. I mean... Just the monster design. It, just the monster design yeah. alone gave me hope for again Last of Us. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, it's got that uh, you know that the it's got Mando, right? Yeah. Which yeah, I I think he's a pretty. I mean, what I initially saw that guy in Prospector, and from the second I saw him in Prospector, that's that film. That was on a Netflix. phenomenal movie. That movie was incredible. Yeah. And when I saw him in that, I was like, okay, this guy's got chops. You know, like can he do X Y Z thing? I don't know. Saw him in that before Game of Thrones. It's over. I guess not. Yeah, I never. It, the role was so different. Uh, I didn't didn't even occur to me that he mm -hmm. was. He was very whatever. Yeah, nothing special. In, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I could I could really have taken or leaving it. Yeah, yeah. Prospector, I was like, holy shit, he's actually good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. really impressed. Yeah. So, but that movie kind of was like it, he did a phenomenal job. He's. I don't think he's ever done any been anywhere close to that good in anything else I've seen him in. I've seen him in really a lot of stuff. In Mandalorian. Mandalorian is okay, but that's there's very little actual acting done 
for him. You know, like uh, yeah, it's a mask true. 99% of the time. And well, there's the body acting too. I mean, that counts. That's not... Uh, yeah. Compared to Prospector, like, okay, yeah, uh, dude, to Prospector. if it's yeah. like, you yeah. may as well be looking at paint dry, like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I see your um, point, I see your point. That was a, that was some good acting. You yeah. Know? Like, uh, well, anyways, he can be good. He can be, for sure. Right. So, it's possible that it'll be, and again, just, if they do the clickers like they did the thing in Gaia, oh boy, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm very on board. Sure. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm, you you got me kind of curious now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, listen, uh, that takes us to we got one left. Um, number six, which is PlayStation reverses decision. Horizon Forbidden West will have a PS4 PS5 upgrade path. What do you think about this, Teague? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you were saying that there was some uh, there was more to it, right? Like, um... yeah. I mean, I, I initially when I saw the article headline, I sort of didn't. I don't really care that much about upgrade paths and shit like that. Usually, it mm. just I just don't care. Yeah. Um. But you know, I saw this one and I was like, I saw a bunch of that. There was a, I noticed that there was a bunch of like, um, would you call, uh, like fan reception on like the recent Horizon Forbidden West announcement was like very negative. Mm. Like there was a bunch of like uh, news articles saying like you know people complaining about like upgrade path Horizon Zero Dawn. I was like, uh, are they just? I assumed they were just whining to begin with, and like it was kind of like very uh, not a lot of substance. Yeah. But when I, I saw this article on IGN, I finally clicked on it, and I was like, oh, okay, I understand what it they're upset about. Makes a bit more sense now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I was actually kind of surprised uh, and a bit like, what's the word? Maybe disappointed in PlayStation, but um, yeah. So it turns out what they were mad about was that Horizon Forbidden West used to be a PS5 only game, then became a PS4, PS5 game, right? Uh, wasn't to begin with. Then it was more details came out about the actual structure of how will they sell it to us. And the details were that there would be a normal, there would be a PS4 version, there'd be a PS5 version. Again, this is pretty much hearsay for me. I didn't get too far into it, so I apologize if I get any of this wrong. A PS4 version, a PS5 version, and then some sort of deluxe edition. Uh, and, you know, deluxe editions we're no stranger to, right? But the sort of special deal with like, or the raw deal here with like the deluxe edition was that Sony was essentially forcing people to buy the deluxe edition if they wanted to have both versions. The only thing that lets you have both PS4 and PS5 version was you have to just go and buy the deluxe version for X amount of more dollars mm-hmm. so that you have both. And there's no way to just like, if someone buys the PS4 version, you can't like pay like a 10 to $20 difference kind of thing. Just pay the difference and get the PS5 version. Right. And people were like, what the fuck? Like, I want to get this game on PS4. I don't have a PS5. Like, I want to be able to later play it on PS5. Yeah. You're telling me that I need to pay like, you know, I don't know. I don't, again, I don't know the prices involved, but you're telling me you want me to pay like an extra $30 to like just get the ability to have both these things. Yeah, that's kind of a bit of a, I don't know. That's some pretty shitty practice in my mind. Yeah, yeah. And I think like we were discussing, you know, the other day, um, it wouldn't bother me so much if the console had widespread availability because then I'd feel like, okay, Sony is just trying to give the message. And it's kind of like, I get it. Horizon Forbidden West is like a first party, right? Mm-hmm. So Sony tries to send messages with its first party games. Right. I get understand a PS5 that. to do this, you know? Well, if the message was just make your choice now of if you're going to be a PS4 user or a PS5 user, I would be totally fine with that because that has to happen at some point in time if it was easy to walk into a Walmart and get a console. Mm-hmm. But because you can't at the moment, it to me it feels really, like just really a little harsh to like not give people the option to pay a difference or like some sort of less, I don't know, just less restrictive way than this. 
Yeah, I don't think... I mean, I think if the game exists on both and you own a PS5 version of it, you should fucking be able to play the PS4 version too. Um, right? That, that's just me. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think that, that there shouldn't be that much of a difference, right? No. Um, I, they, I feel they should just include it. Uh, yeah. Even if it is yeah. completely different. Yeah, like, why... like, you're paying for this. Dude. And, like, I'm sorry... I want it to play on my... I don't want to have to buy a different game for the same... I don't want to have to buy multiples of the same game for different systems. That's exactly it. That's just weird. To yeah, me. it's like, if you pay for the PS5 version, why don't you just get the PS4 version? Exactly. Like, what, like what? I don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to make any sense. So it's understandable people are upset. Yeah. Um, and no, it looks like, you know, they, they backpedaled hard and were like, oh, whoops. And it's kind of like, I don't know, these... I always feel a bit mixed about these backpedals. I'm always like... Could you just have a backbone for once and be like, no, we're fucking you? Or no, I think it's you know, good. Like, I think it's good that they do react to negative feedback and yeah? and backpedal. Yeah, hundred percent. I think uh, I think if they don't, they'll just always be trying out shit things and getting away with it, right? Like they try right. until yeah. they get pushed back, and then That's uh, a good I point. think. And so I I think it's good that they get the pushback, so they don't just constantly get away with fucking people. Non-stop. And they yeah. will. Eventually, they'll just keep trying until they don't get the pushback. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it'll just... Yeah. And that'll become the norm and yeah. whatever. But I think reacting to um, your core fan base uh, accordingly makes sense. You yeah. know, like... Uh, Fair enough. Personally. Yeah. No, I'm ha- I mean, I'm happy they're doing something about this. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was a little ridiculous. I think yeah. it's pretty... Like, it's ridiculous. actually... Like I said, I, uh, to begin with, I was like, maybe they're just whining. And then when I dug into it, I was like, wow, no, that no, sucks. No, that's a legit complaint. Like, that straight sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just shitting Anyways. on you, Sonny. Yeah. Well, happy that they're, uh, they're, they're doing the right thing. Exactly. As it were. Exactly. So um, good for you. Good for you, Sony. Uh, not being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, unless you've got anything, any closing comments, Teague? Nothing comes to mind. Nothing comes to mind? Mm-mm. How was your, uh, do you want to give a quick review of, what's the company? The Champagne? <laughs> yeah, do you want to give a quick a quick uh, on-air review of... Um, uh, lemonade Ginger Ale from the Champagne of Ginger Ales? Whose company name is? Canada Dry. Thank you. Canada mm-hmm. Dry was what mm-hmm. I was blanking on. Well, I gotta say, it's a little lemonadey. <laughs> <laughs> not ginger ale enough, and a little too lemonadey. Um, Does it not say lemonade on the bottle? Oh no, it's 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 lemonade ginger ale. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not oh. just lemonade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, lemonade flavored ginger ale. Interesting. They have the pomegranate. They have all kinds of weird shit. Do they? Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. had a Canada Dry in a long time. During the holidays and stuff years mm. ago, they did the cranberry and then the this and the other. Oh, okay, and the whatever. Okay. Good on. Why not? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, uh, I don't know. You want lemonade? Sure. <laughs> you want ginger ale? Just buy some fucking ginger ale. Man. <laughs> so, a solid not ginger ale enough on 10? Yeah, a solid, well, no, it's exactly what it said it was. Lemonade, ginger ale. It's just, uh, how much I wanted lemonade was not as much as I wanted ginger ale. Yeah, fair so, enough. Fair hey, enough. Bad time to do the review. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we got for this week, folks. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Take care, and we'll catch you next time. See you later.